Hey, this is Murph at Murph underscore NFL of the Five Year Rush podcast and of Fantasy Pros, and you're listening to the Dynasty Hot Seat. Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to the Dynasty Hot Seat. You guys know what it is. It's the only Dynasty show out there that's a certified inferno. And today is my absolute pleasure to welcome in, you know, one of the legends of the Dynasty game sitting right opposite me here. Oh, wrong side. Sitting right opposite me over here. We've got Murph. You can find him at Murph underscore NFL. You can find him over at the Five Yard Rush podcast. You can find him writing articles at Fantasy Pros as well. You can even find his books scattered around the country. He's written a couple of books now on fantasy football. Uh, you've got the Fantasy Football Playbook. Currently working on another one as well, Murph, I believe. Yeah, the, thanks so much for the warm intro. Legend is a strong word. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I prefer, I, you know, it's better than reprobate, so I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the Fantasy Football Playbook 2022. So the third one uh, currently in the works. Uh, I hope to have it out by June 1st. Maybe sooner. You never know. Stay tuned to the Twitter uh, machine and we'll, we'll give you updates. It's going to be just me this year. So less rookies, uh, more, uh, strategy content involved for, uh, all forms of fantasy football. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a real blast writing it. It's catharsis. It makes me a better player doing it as well. And people actually buy it, which is strange because I, I kind of think the first year I put it together, I thought, well, if, uh, five people buy this, then that's a pretty good result. <laughs> and some <laughs> I were blown away, but we've been blown away by the support that we've, we've had for it. And, uh, yeah, long may it continue. Hopefully, we kind of get to write a few more as well before uh, before too long. Amazing. So make sure you're keeping your eyes peeled for for that third book, which I'm sure will be will be absolutely fantastic. And you know, Murph, you're here now to give us you know some hints and tips, and then you know, sit in in the hot seat for for a mock draft. So we'll just kick things off right away with with segment one, the the art of war. It's your your top tips for for dynasty players, uh, old, new, or anything in between. Yeah, the, the first thing I do, and especially for UK listeners and UK audience, which I imagine be, uh, the vast majority of them, uh, mm. of this great show is, you know, most players tend to pick up leagues online, right? So you, you end up joining a league where you probably haven't met the majority of, of the people that you're playing mm-hmm. with, right? So it's almost like a cold room, almost like you're playing poker online kind of thing. So one of the ways to, to really get an edge is to start to understand the players in the room. And I don't think enough people do this. And I've talked about this uh, in the past and something I, I strongly advise is start conversations with people, get to know them a little bit. Who's their favorite team? Who are their favorite players? Um, understand, try and find some players and uh, they've drafted before. If you've played in the league with them before, look at their draft results, look at who they tend to draft look at their draft strategy get a picture of each person take like a piece of paper put like 11 blocks or how many people in your team and just write little notes on each one if you're weak on one go fish some information i like to start group discussions <laughs> and this is probably giving away anyone that's played with me goes oh that's why he starts all these group discussions on <laughs> silly questions i do silly things like two lies one truth and it just like 
uh, comes up with some useful facts about how people think and, mm. and it nuggets them. So I, I recently, well, I'll say recently last year, um, joined a, a league with some analysts, uh, Justin Boone of The Score, and Ian Hartis, uh, Derek Brown of Now Fantasy Pros and uh, a few other folks, right? And, um, you know, obviously these people are, are quite well known, but, you know, before we did the draft, I looked at all of their rankings. I looked at where they ranked <laughs> people. I looked at any any nuggets of information, who they like, who they don't like, and then was thinking about where they would draft these players. And, okay, I'm lucky that they're all analysts. They will publish all this information as I publish all the money. So I ended up getting a lot more than you would get. But just start by picking up teams um, and looking up at just so that any previous draft info, if you've ever been with them, anything like that, I think it's just highly important. It will give you a, a small edge. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And so that's a, a tactic, you know, a couple, couple of people have said, it's sort of the reason why, you know, this this spawned the name, the art of war, the segment, because people kept quoting, you know, that know your enemy, you know your enemy, that seems to be a real common thing coming up. And, you know, I love that, you know, you're with analysts, so you can literally, you know, have that information mm-hmm. right there. But that's sneaky with the two eyes and the truth. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that one. I'm going to do that. Yeah, just, just any, any sort of group discussion, just, um, I and you know I even take it further sometimes and put like fake information out there like uh, <laughs> I, I'll start stirring the pot and say like oh it sounds like so and so might be getting traded I put some fake news just to sort of be a bit of disruptor in uh, in there to just see how people panic and, and how they react and uh, and things like that and you can also do that with trades as well just start offering trades on players that uh, you know that they like and just disrupt them a little bit see if they counter see if they don't counter um, so that's the first one um, second one I recommend is just it. I, th- I think you've got to be very honest with your team. You've got to know like where you are at all times, but more importantly, end of season review. Do an end of season review on your roster. Look at it top to bottom and think, can that roster compete next year? And if it can't, that's fine. But just be honest with yourself and then think, what do I have to do to be a contender? Am I two pieces away? Am I three pieces away? Am I half a team away? Because that's going to influence what you do with your trades and also what you do with who you draft in rookie drafts. The thing that annoys me more than anything is when you get somebody who's not a contender and they'll draft a QB or they'll draft a running back in the first round of their rookie draft. I'm like, but what are you doing? Mm. Like, what are you doing? Because if you're doing that, you're just throwing away the opportunity to get better. Yeah, okay, running back, if you'll go, well, yeah. You know, with a running back, it makes sense. You'll get better immediately. But if you're not going to win in the first couple of years, by the time that you get to where you got to get to, that player's gone. Whereas actually you could have got yourself a marquee wide receiver and, and got better there. And I think that's really important to, to understand. And like, I just want to pull this up that, you know, done, done some research and, and also corroborated this with a few people I, I know. And looking at hit rates, so you take the NFL draft, I'm focusing here just on rookie drafts. Mm. Um, if you take the history of, say the last like 15 years worth of uh, worth of data only 50 percent of qbs that are drafted in the first round of the nfl draft end up having a top 12 season wow so it's it's you know not a huge i mean if you think so half of them automatically go bust so if you're drafting a, a qb when you're not in a position to win it's a highly risky position to pick now take the remaining 50 percent so the 50 percent that do have that top 12 season 40 percent of them end up only having that one top 12 season. They only do it once in every year. Um, or end up doing it in their second year, but then they're done after that. So they only hit that top 12 mark 
once or maybe twice, but only in their first two years, and then nothing happens because the turnover at QB is so much greater now. There's not as many franchise quarterbacks as there mm. sort of prehistorically was. So, so only 20% of the QBs that are ever selected in round one of the NFL draft have multiple top 12 seasons. That's crazy. In fantasy football. So why are you taking a high-risk position like quarterback if you're unless you're in that win-now mode? Like people say, I'll build around the quarterback. If you took Trevor Lawrence last year with the 101, probably not the move you should have made. You should have made, if you were at the 101 and not going to contend, you should have taken you know, a Jamar Chase, for example. That pick is going to look much better for you long-term than, than taking Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. And, you know, running backs tend to run quite similar. So if yeah. you're taking, say, second-round running backs, you know, they tend to have a top-12 finish about 55% of the time. Slightly better than QBs, but not, not much. But 48% of that number never end up repeating that top-12 mark. So, again, really short-term. Um, and that numbers, you know, they dip as you go down. Third round running backs, top 12 finish, 43% of the time. Only 40% of them do it once. So you're going to have that success. And the whole point of mentioning all these numbers is if you're not contending, use that first round pick, get yourself a franchise wide receiver because that player is going to play at the highest level for mm-hmm. five, seven, 10 years. If you picked Jamar Chase, if you picked Justin Jefferson, if you picked, you know, anyone like that over the last couple of years, your team is now in great position to just continue to solidify and build going forward. And then when you're in a position to nearly win or contend, that's when you take the running back. That's when you take the quarterback. Yeah, I think that is, you know, advice. That's one of the first bits of advice I ever got uh, whenever I started playing Dynasty. It's the running back position is like very flashy and very, you know, you want that, you know, quality running back. But, you know, if you if you do something like you draft that, that high-end running back, all you're going to do is, get your team from last to mid-table. So you're actually long-term making yourself worse because then you get a worse pick the next year. So it's just you're kind of eating into your own assets by by taking that running back, even though it might seem like the right thing to do. More often than not, you know, it's it's probably not. So, yeah, I love I love that tip uh, for everyone listening. And you got one, one more for us, Murph? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that people struggle with, and this is more destined at new players, right, is... It's actually understanding the game. So mm. if you ever if you ever watch people that play in their first dynasty or they play in their first few dynasty leagues, they either tend to treat it like a redraft mm. and then just do nothing in the off season and then just and then they get very transactional with the waiver wire. They dump futures for currents and you know they're dumping someone who could be a breakout wide receiver in year two for you know, uh, J.D. McKissick, because he's going to have four yeah. games where he could be a potential running back too because they've got no, you know, no one else in their roster. Um, inversely, you've got people that take it almost the other way and just draft a, yod of, a load of young talent. So they just go completely young, mm-hmm. um, just thinking I'm going to have the best option just to be young for years and pass on some real experienced players that will get them to compete now. And I think you've just got to think of the game as, as this balance of, it's not just about value, but it's thinking about the best time to pick players and not treat, it's a different game to redraft. Like people just need to get out of that mindset of mm. redraft is a different game. It's an entirely different game. It's, it's like checkers and, and chess. They're different yeah. games. Don't approach them the same way. Inversely, you know, loads of people that start up in a dynasty draft, they go really, really young. Don't compete. Well, I'm not going to compete year one, but maybe year three, I'm going to be in a really good place. Yeah, most dynasty drafts die by most dynasty leagues die by year two because people yeah. don't 
get the game and then people quit because they're not winning. And um, that's, so that's the other aspect of it is if you're in a startup and especially with random people who you don't know, you've got to think of it as uh, what I'd call like a redraft plus. It's mm. don't bank on it lasting more than two years and instead try and win now. Don't just stash loads of young players. And, and that's quite a cynical way to play the game, I suppose. But I think you've got to uh, be a little bit careful. Too many people go too young in too many positions too often and then get lumbered with just a bunch of guys instead of talent. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's definitely something I personally, you know, sort of struggled with at the start. You know, you find, oh, it's dynasty. Okay, so so it's long-term. It's like, so I'll, I'll take all, like, give me all the young guys, all the young guys. It's like, yeah, like, Jalen Rager, yeah, great, I'll take it. Like, any kind of people I got. Mm. And then two years down the line, you're like, but someone told me he was going to be really good and he's not really, like, it's, there's so much more risk whenever you're you're really backing on those young guys, but then you have to have the, yeah. I love the analogy of chess and checkers because, you know, we're also working with the draft board as well. We've got mm. you know, the board, the board might look the same before you put the pieces on it. So yeah, I think, I think that was a really good analogy of, of, you know, the difference between the two leagues and, and getting that balance is, you know, arguably the, the trickiest thing in, in the entire game. And once you can get that right, you're, you're rock and rolling really. A hundred percent. I think if you can master that, you're going to be competitive even in years where you might not have the best team, you'll still be competitive. Yeah, 100%. I think so. So, thank you so much for those three amazing, amazing tips. And now it's time for, you know, the moment the people have been waiting for where we're putting you in the hot seat. How are you feeling? Oh, yeah, oh, already. Oh, well. <laughs> Pressure's here on. We, here we go. Segment number two, the hot seat mock draft coming right up. Okay, so here we are. Murph, firmly in the hot seat. Getting hot, getting warm. Yeah. And yeah. I'm ginger, man. You know, we don't do heat <laughs> You know, this oh, your Irish. <laughs> oh, it's going to be an absolute... I'm going to Barcelona in two weeks. It's going to be an absolute nightmare. I can tell oh, you right away. It's like Factor 50 stocks. Get them now. Um, hey, because... send me a dress. I'm going to send you some after sun right now. <laughs> no, honestly, it's... Actually, in, in about three weeks' time, you'll see the next episode go up and i'll just be beat root <laughs> and it's gonna be an absolute disaster but you know okay. we've got that to look got that to look forward to in a few weeks um <laughs> but what while we're here we've got you know the same as always everybody else we've got a 12 team super flex uh, 18 rounds startup draft and and the first question for you just like everyone else is in an ideal world what position would you choose to start the draft in so in a super flex very different to a redraft in super flex yep. I, I definitely want one of those top two spots um, I'm more than happy with two, actually, to be honest. That that for me is where, if I was picking, that's where I'd pick every time because uh, I absolutely have to have one of the top two quarterbacks. And I know I know Kev was on, he was talking about how happy he would be with Justin Herbert. And listen, I, I love Justin Herbert. Um, I absolutely understand that. But I just think there's a class apart between what Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to give you over the next three years than, say, what um, Justin Herbert or, um, you know, Jackson or Kyler Murray or anyone else yep. is, is going to give you. Yeah, so let's let's lock in that number two slot. And you know, as you sort of alluded to there, we're we're going either Allen or Mahomes, whatever, whatever one appears. I mean, Allen, Allen would be the pick no matter what. So if I was at the one, I'd be taking Allen. Well, I go. was gonna I was gonna pause the draft, but I might not even need to pause it there because we got Josh Allen sitting there at number two. Do you know it does pain me? Because obviously I'm a I'm a Chiefs fan, yeah. But I think I think Josh Allen's my quarterback one as well now in, in, in Dynasty. It's hard to it's hard to argue. Yeah, no, I very much Josh Allen here is 
it's an automatic pick for me. And uh, yeah, he's my he's my QB one in my rankings. I'm very happy to take him yeah. over the next uh, over the next five years. Thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> Perfect. Let's get Josh Allen locked in. As we imagine, there'll be a stream of quarterbacks coming off the board, like you know Kyler and Lamar and and people like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, as you expect, falling in the in the first round too. We got a bit of a wait coming back in towards the back end of the second round as. You know, Christian McCaffrey going at the start of the second round, a real interesting, yeah. interesting player at this stage. And here we go. Round number two, pick number 11, Cal Pitts coming off there at pick 210. And right up at the top, we see Cooper Cup, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, along with, with a couple of running backs as well. So anyone, anyone standing up to you there, Murph? Thinking about what might come back. I think for me, I'm looking at my board and thinking about who who is highest up here. Now, it's a bit of gamesmanship here because I'm looking at these particular rankings versus where I have players ranked. So mm. I'm quite, for example, where I've got rankings at the moment, my highest ranked wide receiver left who's still available is Cooper Cup, who I have at five on my rankings. So he would be my, my pick here um, mm. with the view of looking to get one of those potential running backs uh, on the next round because I think Cup has still got a few years and he will return a uh, better value for where he is at this pick and I don't think he comes back whether at least I know I'll be getting one of those right receivers because I think for me I've got Cup and then Metcalf's next on my list but there is a bit of a tear break there so yeah quite happy to take Cup here uh, given yeah. the fact that whoever comes off the board at running back here at least I know I'll be getting a very solid option yeah, absolutely. Let's get let's get Cooper Cup locked in, and you know the benefit now is we're right back on on the board again really really quickly as Kamara and I think maybe Deshaun Watson was it came came off the board there. So we got Trevor Lawrence, and then those running backs you talked about. You got Eckler and Chubb and Joe Mixon, Dobbins and and Gibson towards the bottom as well. So who who are you thinking? So this this might shock people. I actually have Mixon as my next highest ranked uh, running back here. So um, and, and I would have Mixon over over Eckler, I think, situationally. Uh, and what's going to be available, I think Mixon is going to be good for the next few years. So, uh, yeah, give me give me Joe Mixon here. I'm I'm delighted to get him in the third round of a of a startup. Yeah, Joe Mixon, I think, certainly an under underrated player. This this past season, when we were talking about sort of in your hints and tips. You know, I was in a team, I was in no position to win, so I I had it was an orphan team I picked up. And Joe Mixon was there. I was like, right, let me try and sell Joe Mixon. I'll need you know. I was asking to try and get sort of two firsts for, for Joe Mixon, a real solid running back. And, you know, I was called absolute crazy for, for wanting that much. And I think that's not too far off a, a fair price for, for someone as good as, as Joe Mixon. So you got to be pretty pleased. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's get, let's get Joe Mixon locked in and see if, see if anyone nice falls to us at the back end of the fourth. And we sort of set in place here, chain of running back. Um, picks that's sort of a thing that you know we've talked about before and some hints and tips people have said you know set trends in, in the draft as well and mm. you know take these and you can set a trend of a running back run or a wide receiver run and some people say it's good to follow them some people say it's good to sort of zig when other people are zagging so it's I just love all the intricacies as, of the of the game absolutely I, th- I think you've got to look at what what's available but then what what's likely to happen in between your picks and if you can force action I think absolutely try and do it but i think you've got to be realistic with where you are so now this is a really this for me is a real inflection point in my in my draft because mm. i'm looking at the qbs 
here and there has been a run on QBs. I can show you just quarterback if you want to have a look at who else is there. Let's have a look at who's left on the board at quarterback because I'm see if their so, rankings are different from mine. Yeah, they, see, that's what I mean. We're now at the point with quarterback. Now, this is this is interesting because I can you show me team one? Yes, of course. Who they've, who they've taken in the draft. Yeah, so team number one, I've got two quarterbacks. They've got Patrick right. Holmes and Deshaun Watson. So that's going to pivot me away. So I was thinking I might need to take two here, but it's unlikely they're going to take a quarterback here. So that gives me the opportunity yeah. to get ahead of um, get ahead of that. So now I can think about going either running back or obviously Derek Henry here is a really interesting option. I'm, you know, the age profile is going to worry people, but I think about him versus who's remaining um, tier-wise. I just think that could be a really strong option for a win-now team to try and get ahead. So I'm going to take Derek Henry here because I yeah. don't think I expected to get him at the back end of the fourth. Yeah, exactly. That That is amazing value there. And, you know, just looking at the other running backs there, I mean, you obviously said Derek Henry's got a question mark, but so, so does Cam Akers, so does Travis yeah. Etienne, so does Aaron Jones. So, you know, Derek exactly. Henry, the best out of that group, definitely, I think. So let's hope quarterbacks don't fly off the board for Team 1. Kelsey and Aaron Jones. Loving yeah, it. so perfect. So we'll take two of here. Because uh, yeah. for me, he's head and shoulders uh, above what's, what's remaining. Um, and I'm perfectly happy to have him as my QB2 on my team. Yeah, Tua is certainly, I mean, he's, he has to, how can you not take a step? You, you just got Tyreek Hill. How, you're, you're, he's going to take a massive step up, you know. Pains me to see it. He's going to look weird in that Dolphins uniform at first, I think. But yeah, Tua, Tua certainly drew a big step up with, with Tyreek Hill. But even, even if he doesn't, right? So let's just say he, you get 2021 Tua with a little bit extra. I mean, that's still not terrible. It's, he's got a pretty safe yeah. floor. He's not going to bust you most weeks. In that Super flex spot. He's going to do exactly what you need him to do. So, yeah, I more than happy to take him. It seems to be in in sort of drafts and superflex drafts seems to be getting a lot of tour, um, which isn't by design. It just seems to be the way that the boards fold. So, yeah, uh, quite happy with that. Oh, this is this puts me in a really interesting spot. Yeah. So we got a huge amount of sort of time. I like this part of the draft. You know, there's everyone's kind of. It's almost personal choice at this stage, kind of with everyone here. You got Mike Evans up at this top, and mm. Jerry Judy, a real interesting player. You know, at this stage, obviously, you got a huge quarterback upgrade, and, and Amari Cooper as well, who's certainly looking like the guy over at Cleveland. So, this is really interesting because I might actually go against my rankings just by how I'm building this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my rankings here would tell me to take Jerry Judy. I actually have Jerry Judy a few spots ahead of. Um, Mike Evans, but there's just mm-hmm. something about the team that it's it's being built with Josh Allen, with Derrick Henry, that I'm thinking. Do you know what? We might have to just go all in for the first couple of years and uh, yeah. give me give me give me that year of, of Mike Evans, Tom Brady. You can write it in pen: thousand yards, ten touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Mike Evans here. Come on, we're gonna we're gonna go for the W year one. I've decided. Nice. Oh, I'm I'm liking this already. So let's get Mike Evans. Absolutely locked in. And you're right. You know, you just said before you picked Derek Henry, you're like, oh, this is this is an important part because it kind of just it's a bit of a fork in the road. And we've gone down the win right now road. So so let's see yeah. what we can do is we get we get Mike Evans joining Derek Henry and and Josh Allen too. So what are you thinking now? We're thinking win wow. now. Yeah, so this is this is again, we've got to a really interesting part because we've got 
some players I, I really like. I, I was expecting Junior to come off the board, so that's fine. So yeah. I'm looking at the wide receivers on the board here, thinking, well, the next one I've got in my rankings. See, there's a bit of a drop here. Is Colin something? I can't be right. I'm seeing where I've got. Yeah, it is. So they're all in this tier uh, together, effectively in my in my rankings. Mm-hmm. Having so I've got Sutton, Sutton at thirty-one, Mike Williams at thirty-four. Uh, yeah, they Browns at thirty-five. We're looking at QB. Don't want to go QB again just yet. Um, mm. Leonard Fournette's there, you know, and he's priced quite low. Yeah, we're going to take yeah. Lenny. We're going to take play. We're going to take playoff Lenny because I think, I think you know, he's going to be a second round pick in redraft this year. If we're if we're turning it into a win now team, then yeah, we have to go Leonard Fournette because I think he's going to give me the most bang for the buck here. Yeah, I love that you mentioned these sort of second round pick in a redraft, and we're round seven here, and, and we're looking yeah. to win right away. So that is fantastic value. So let's get let's get Uncle Lenny. Uncle yeah. Come on, Larry. I keep thinking Leonard Fournette is like 47 years old, but he's like considerably younger than me. <laughs> like, I know it's ridiculous. Uh, it, <laughs> I do you know what? When 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 Leonard Fournette, I'm known quite famously for being a bit of a Leonard Fournette hater and then I've changed <laughs> since he's come to Tampa and, and yeah. won a ring. But I just I just never felt that he was ever gonna be that productive. And then you know, he we saw last season what amazing things he did. And now he's got, you know, even more opportunity to exceed those numbers. So it's an exciting time to see what he's going to do. Whoa, right, yeah, here we go. Absolutely. So yeah, we're back, we're back on the board. We got Brandon Ayuk and Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney as wide receivers. Oh, then... I'm looking, so, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the QBs here and they're awful. I mean, I, the good thing I will, is now, yeah, go ahead. So I will say, I think sometimes a sneaky, QB or two does fall down. I was looking to see if Derek Carr was still there, but he has gone off because his ADP is shockingly yeah. low, I think. So, yeah, not not too much extra there for QB. No, but Jameis is there. Mm-hmm. Tom's there. I mean, but Tom is a one-year option. I mean, that... Yeah. Uh, is he? I heard yeah. that someone say that the other day. It's like, who says he doesn't play it again the year after? Well, I don't think he'd be in Tampa regardless. He, he yeah. could be a really... If we're thinking win now, he's bang on to be a top five QB. Mm-hmm. Could punt the position. Next year's deep class. That's an interesting one. Do I wait around? What's... I don't... So, I'm looking at wide receiver. There's players here at the wide receiver position who... I'm quite happy to take, but there are a bit of a... I mean, the one that screams out to me is probably Chase Claypool and Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. But even then, I'm quite happy to... I don't think both those guys come off here. Let's go ahead and take... Yeah, let's take Chase Claypool. Um, so I have him I have him in my ranks pretty high even though yep. I'm a bit questionable what's going to happen at QB there's just not that many passing options uh in Pittsburgh so I feel like he's going to get or do I want to go my am I talking myself out of this no let's go let's go with Claypool and I tell you now if Tom Brady falls in the next round that's who we're yep. going to take it because I think he will I think he will as well you know I think let's get Claypool locked up and 
know, I think with Claypool, he's he's got to get a quarterback upgrade compared to you know old Big Ben from last year. And you know, yeah, any anybody's going to be able to throw the ball downfield better better than Ben was able to. So I think Claypool is a sneaky option here this uh, year for any kind of new new drafts happening for people. And Tom Brady, I don't think did come off there. So Tony Pollard and Darnell Mooney came off. No Tom. Yeah, I'm happy with that. So yeah, let's take uh, let's take Tampa Tom. As our QB three, we really are going all in now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. We've got, we got some pieces. We got some pieces for future years, but yeah, we're we're going to try and lock a championship in the first the first two years. Yeah, and what's nice as well that if stuff ends up does go in south as well, these players hold you know value still as well. So you would be able to be like, okay, right, I'll I'll trade back, I'll trade out, give me some picks for for these older guys. Like it's still mm. still an option. There's name but recognition think, on a lot of these players. Yeah, but things won't go wrong because this no, team we're, is we're winning year one. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah, I feel after every draft, I'm like, this is the best team in the league by far. <laughs> and then two months into the year, I'm like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> I feel like I feel like Dynasty Nerds are gonna hate it because it's too much win now. Um yeah. right, who are we going here? Oh, see that so, would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking at this now. This is interesting. Right. Mm. I'm excluding. Uh, do I, am I really exclude tight end? Yeah, I'm going to exclude tight end here at least because I know that team one have picked. So I reckon Dawson Knox falls in the 10th, uh, in the 11th. Yep. So I'm going to hold D Knox for a round, but that will be who will be coming off the board after that because I'd rather have him than Kaziki. Um, yeah. I'm not too worried about OJ Howard and what he's going to do. So, uh, so it's a choice between I, I definitely don't want Juju, I don't want Visca at all. Um, mm. Thielen's interesting in a win now team. He's going to hold absolutely no value after a mm. year. But I mean, people keep saying when Thielen's touchdown regression going to come, but it never does. Never come. It's just injuries. Is, is he going to play? Yeah. Okay. Do I actually need him to play sixteen games to be viable? Mm. Um, is is the question here? Um, plus, I I've got a couple of players who I feel like are going to add. So I don't know where I've got Thielen in my ranks. You know. I'll put him in somewhere. Odell Beckham yeah. Jr. still there as well. Yeah, a bit uncertainty with the ACL and he comes back. Yeah. What team he's going to be on? I don't want Golladay. I'm looking at the wide receivers here. Thielen is the only one that, that really appeals to me. Or CPAT. I'm thinking, well, we've got that utility option. He can play in both positions. But yeah. is he actually going to, if they draft a wide receiver there, or if they draft a running back there, he's... He could be a bit limited, so and we're good at we're good at running back, I think. Or are we? Let's We've got look. three, have we, on the board? Yeah, you got yeah. Mixon, Henry, and Uncle Lenny. So that's yeah, that's pretty strong. Do you know what? Let's 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 firm up and take CPAT here, because if he again, we're thinking win now. Let's see. Yeah. they've got no one in Atlanta to actually take offensive snaps. And he could be quarterback this year. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, that would be revolutionising the like every position yeah. he plays. He'd be tight end the year after. <laughs> there's, there's no one. That, I think Carl Pitts is no one there, so he's bound yeah. to get a lot of work. So yeah, we, we'll take CPAT as it stands right now um, because I just yeah. feel like he's going to give me, and he's got that dual position flexibility. So yeah, that is that is dynasty gold as well. I was speaking yeah. to um, speaking to Evan Evan Brown about that. It's like, could you imagine if they give that to Debo Samuel? Oh my god. Uh, it, it, it'd, be first, it'd be it'd be mid first round maybe yeah yeah easy yeah 
Uh, so um, here we are, we're back. And as you predicted, you know, uh, Dustin Knox has gone gone nowhere in the tight end possession. You've got, you know, Mike Kosicki and, and Cole Komet sitting there as well at tight end, as well as a whole sea of uh, nice receivers popping up too. Yeah, so in this case, Knox, yeah. Yeah, Dustin, and of course you got Josh Allen as well, so that ties in nicely, like a little you know, one-two punch there, nice stack with, with Allen and, and Dawson Knox. As we see who who's flying off the board, you know Tyler Boyd and Mike Kosicki, as as we thought might come off the board does, and yeah, some people really stretching at quarterback there, taking Tyler Heineke in, in the eleventh round too. Well, I suppose Wentz could have a stinker and, and he could step in, but <laughs> bit of a risk for for me. As no, we, absolutely. Yeah, and we're almost back up on the board now in, in round number twelve at the end is Devin Singletary who had a nice end to to last season as well, comes off the board and Kenny Gainwell. And here we are, back on the board. Kansas City's newest player, Ronald Jones, coming from your side to mine, up at the yeah, top exactly. of the list. And Will Fuller and Robbie Anderson there too, along with some, some interesting players. Yeah, this is where it gets a bit murky, a bit tricky. And for me, there's a clear player here that stands out. Um, so Gabe Davis. Yeah. Again, you got that Josh Allen link and, and Gabe Davis is, I think, Cole Beasley is out of time, right? Uh, yeah, so he's gone. Um, and so clear path to ascension there. And I think he's he's gonna he's gonna be great. Perfect. So let's let's lock in Gabriel Davis. And now this is quite nice, sort of obviously we took all that experience at the start and we're starting to pepper in a little bit of, of youth just to keep it keep the team ticking over as well with, with Gabe Davis there. And we're really quickly back back on the board. We got, you know, Drew Locke sitting up there. Will he be the starter at Seattle? Who knows? We've got uh, one tight end lurking there. It's Irv, Irv Smith Jr. Uh, I think that is who we're going to take. Uh, who is available at QB? So let's have a look. QB, you got Drew Locke, Cam Newton, Tyler Taylor, Mitch Trubisky sitting there, QB as well, and Marcus Mariota, just obviously continue teams. Yeah, we're going to ignore that. Um, yeah, <laughs> we yeah, Irv Smith, Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, I think due for hopefully a big season. Uh, did Minnesota sign another tight end in free agency? If I missed that, or is it just Irv Smith? No, it's just Irv wow. Smith. Oh, wow, that's you know, that's only good for for him, and hopefully, he's fully recovered from, from that injury. You know, it is it is obviously my fault that he got injured because I went out and bought a load of shares of Smith and I think the next week is like just this catastrophic career, like season injury injury. It's not gonna happen. You'll be fine. I promise you. Yeah. Good. Yeah, he's on this team, and this team is is the golden team. It's gonna win easily. That's so exactly it. So I'm feeling safer about Irv Smith now. As we're we're very quickly now back back end of the, the 14th round. I'll show you show you all the positions and see who we got. We got Kenyon Drake and Trey Sermon and Russell Gage sitting up at the, the top of the draft board. That's who we're taking. Big absolute Russ. steal here. Oh, yeah, Russell Gage here is going to be an absolute steal in, uh, in drafts this year. He's, uh, yeah, he's going to get a lot of work. So plug him in. He's good. Let's get Russell Gage. You think he'll work well in that, the Tampa Bay offense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he was handpicked to play that, that third receiver role. Yeah, absolutely love it. So Russell Gage... Coming in, playing with Tom Brady. How lucky. Wow, yeah, that can only be only be good for his his dynasty value. So we're right back on here. Round number 15, as Mitch Trubisky did come off along with, with Kenyon Drake. And 
here we go, Trey Sermon's still there. You got, you know, some some nice younger receivers like Van Jefferson, Marquez Callaway uh, sitting there, as well as we have a cluster of tight ends poking up now. So anyone there standing up for you? Let's look at our team. Let's have a little look. So I'll show you position-wise, just so you can have a, yeah. a scout of what we're at. So you got three QBs, you got four running backs, you got five receivers and two tight ends. So we're going to add Van Jefferson here. Yeah, Van Jefferson, you know, one of, you know, I'm actually, I think soon I'm going to total up all my guests and who they've picked because I think Van Jefferson <laughs> may well be the most selected player because I think everyone sort of sees the value that he's he's got. And at this stage in, in round number 15, you got to love having Van Jefferson. Oh, absolutely, absolutely steal here. So we'll plug in Van Jefferson and we're going to swing around again at the back end of round number 16, as we see, you know, players like Mike Davis coming off the board and, and Zach Ertz, who you know, looked pretty good at, at Arizona whenever he went. And Robert Robert Tunyon, well, coming off the board too. <laughs> There's a bit of a tight end run. And Great, here we, we want to see. Yeah, exactly. I love, yeah, I love that whenever you see players you've got no interest coming off the boards. And you're just like, oh, I was never going to pick them anyway, never going to pick them anyway. It's always, it's always nice to see. This is an interesting part now. Yeah, my favourite part, the last sort of the last sort of three, three, four rounds, always my favourite part. It's kind of where you get the most kind of insight, I think, into into like upside for players is, is who, who gets picked here. So it could be the player like Marcus Mariota or could be like an older veteran, you're thinking. Can you scroll down? Yeah, of course. So people like Albert O popping up there. Yeah, yeah I think that's that, more more that's who, gonna, that's who we're gonna take here. Yeah, Albert O, I think just yeah, should be seeing a huge increase to his, his targets now over at Denver now that Fant has left. And here we are with our penultimate pick. And Murph, I think you've absolutely smashed it so far. Let's let's take it home with the last two picks. So this pick here, this is a tough one. Because I wouldn't mm -hmm. mind getting another back, but the only one here is of appeal is is Gus Edwards. But do I really want to go down that route, or do I take? You're, mm. Mm. You're just kind of waiting for Dobbins to get hurt a little bit with Gus Edwards. I feel. Do you know what we're going to take? We're going to take Mariota here. Let's go for QB build. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And you know, obviously, because you have Brady as well, you know, you'll need someone else to fall back on should Brady retire at the end of the year. Then you've got Mariota, and if he smashes it, then he'll he'll still be about as well. So, and if not, he's roster fodder. He's someone that we can get off the roster quite quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And here we go. We're about to go into our final pick of the draft. As we see some of these, you know, absolute studs coming off the board, like Philip Lindsay and and Gardner Minshew, just lining up the the 18th round. And here we go. Tyler Conklin and Tariq Cohen. Brevin Jordan, Marlon Mack, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nelson Aguilar, and DPJ our final was, pick. DPJ was someone I was interested in. Um, yeah. Got no interest in Cephas, got no interest in Brown, Samuel Sanders might not come back. Mm. Yeah, John Brown hasn't got a team. Still up and down. Yeah. Or I can filter to certain positions if you think, you know what, let's just take Let's look at let's look at running back. Yeah, let's have a little look and see. We got 
Jamal Williams and Callum Hillman. Jared Patterson as well sitting there. Uh, Daryl Williams looked pretty good, but then obviously uh, Rojo signing might put an end to his um, share at Kansas City. Mm. So, scroll down a little bit more. Anyone here? We're going to take Jeff Wilson because there's not much. I know we've, uh, yeah, we're going to go with Jeff Wilson here. Yeah, Jeff Wilson coming in. Like, he, he knows that system so well and you never, you never really know what's going to happen in San Francisco with the running backs as well. It seems to be hard to, hard to predict. Exactly. As, as Jeff Wilson was our last pick, and Kylan Hill was the final pick of the entire draft. So, Murph, I think you're going to like this. Let's have a little look at who we got. So, your quarterback room: Josh Allen, Tua, Tom Brady, and Marcus Mariota. Your running backs: Joe Mixon, Derek Henry at the back end of the fourth. Amazing. Leonard Fournette, Cordero Patterson, and Jeff Wilson. And then the receivers, you got Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Chase Claypool, Gabriel Davis, Russell Gage, and Van Jefferson. And then three tight ends, Dawson Knox, Irv Smith Jr., and Albert O. How are you feeling about that? I didn't anticipate getting three tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. It's, here we are. Yeah. I'm delighted with that. I think it's a yeah, pretty yeah. strong team. I'm, I'll, I'll go with the battle with that team. Yeah, I think you're certainly right. You know, you, you took that sort of decision in, you know, the back end of round four with Derek Henry. And and I like how you just stuck to that plan. Think, no, we have to, you know, stick to that. And that, if I've ever seen a team ready to contend in team one, it's it's this one. So I think you've absolutely smashed it. Well, thanks, mate. Well, yeah, I think uh, it, it, it definitely fell kindly, I think, in parts. I think we've got some, some good value picks there. I'm pretty happy. Amazing. So, well, we just want to say thank you once again for, for coming on to the show and giving us those amazing hints and tips and, you know, showing us all how it's done with this, with this fantastic team that you've drafted. So just want to say, everyone, thank you so much for listening. You know, if you've not subscribed or listened to, make sure you give it a follow and, and share this video if, if, if you've liked it as well. And just finally, just like to say, as the hot seat is cooling down a little bit now, just wanted all of you to remember that even though we're cooling down here, you and your team should always stay lit. And I'll see you next time.